What's up everyone, you're now listening to The Mill Myths, also known as The Millennial Misfits Podcast. Let's get it started. What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Misfits Podcast. My name is Asher. I'm Sherison. <laughs> and today we're going to be, there's no guest today, so we're going to be talking about a couple of things that's on everybody's mind. And that's COVID and everything that surrounds COVID. <laughs> so yeah, COVID is affecting everyone in one way, shape or form. Um, the second wave is officially here. And uh, we're, for, you know, not we are in Canada. Sherston's in Canada. <laughs> I'm in South Korea. But, you know, I am Canadian and this affects me because my friends and family are back in Canada. So we kind of wanted to talk about the second wave and talk about business and then just how Corona is affecting everything the second time around. So Sheriston, man, let's talk about Corona in Canada. How's things going? It is a disaster. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you clarified there that, you know, obviously we're still uh, kind of 10,000 kilometers apart. But before I start on Canada, how is the second wave in Korea? Is it like is is there i mentioned you mentioned there was like one or two cases before last time i spoke to you but how about now yeah so for those that don't know uh just to give a little history lesson just so people understand so originally when uh the pandemic started south korea is one of the first few countries that got hit by it they had like thousands of cases if i'm not mistaken a day and then all of a sudden like they implemented like their whole strategy and how like they deal with pandemics or viruses and stuff and then they drastically um, got rid of COVID and it was actually like not an issue anymore in the country. And then there was uh, a couple like protests that happened where someone was infected or people went to party when they're infected, then they got a lot of people sick. And so when I first got here in August, there was a second wave or third wave technically that happened. So they're like 400 cases a day and like the country has like 50 million people. So technically it's not like a lot, but still, right. They're 400 cases a day. And then, you know, they were implementing social distancing and they have like this whole system, which I've explained in a previous podcast, if you want to listen to that one. And um, now it's down to like about a hundred cases a day. Um, so it goes from sometimes 50 to 60, 70 up to a hundred a day. And that's where it's kind of been fluctuating. So okay. how, how about Canada? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of on that, on that trajectory right now too. Um, a bit higher. So we've, we're definitely in the thousands now. Uh, I think one day last week we hit almost what well, we hit 2000, I want to say, or close to 2000 uh, all of Canada, by the way. Um, but now uh, it's come down to like to that 700 to a thousand range uh, every day um, in Ontario specifically for us uh, where I, where we are, um, it is about a hundred, sorry, I'm lying. 400, 400, I think was the last, was the last one I saw. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that three to 600 range is what Ontario is getting for now. So, um, we are, we, I honestly, there's a lot of factors going into this. And so I don't even know if these numbers are right. So just to mm-hmm. give some background on that, like once we started the case, once we saw the case going up again uh, there's a lot of public kind of uh, outcry to be like hey we should shut stuff down now like, like let's shut stuff down they were very reluctant to do it um, and I'm not I'm not trying to make this a political conversation at all I'm just speaking facts like they were very reluctant obviously they didn't want to affect the businesses um, the premier of the of, of the province actually came out being like what do you want me to do it's like either I shut it down and destroy a bunch of families or like we kind of wait it out and kind of see what we can do right and I'm paraphrasing there obviously but um, so it's, it's, it's a 
it's tough. Uh, they've decided to go a bit more locally approach now. So within the province of Ontario, um, and obviously Asher, you know this, but I'm just speaking to our listeners as well. Um, but within the province of Ontario, we have different regions. So the region I'm in is considered a hotspot right now, the Peel region. Um, the Toronto region, like downtown Toronto, it's considered another hotspot as well as Ottawa is considered a hotspot as well. So those three locations have had uh, another lockdown, so to speak, for one month. So everything's pretty much shut down again, um, similar to the first time. All other uh, regions within Ontario are kind of just playing it safe. Um, they're like, you know, our counts aren't up too high, but we're also very wary of the fact that people are going to be traveling in and out of cities and things like that. So to reduce that, they shut down the three hotspots um, for another month. So right now I'm in, uh, I'm in another lockdown, man. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. I did hear that it's like a semi lockdown, like some businesses are still allowed to run, but like gyms and restaurants, maybe not restaurants, but gyms and some other places are closed cinemas and stuff like that, right? Right. Essentially, anything that you can walk into is closed. Um, mm. So if there's if it's a restaurant, take out or delivery. Um, if it's gyms, spas, any of those things like they're they're shut down. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. This whole second wave thing. Um, and like you said, I, I understand why people are saying shut it down. And I also understand why people are like, eh, maybe let's not shut it down because, you know, it's hard to tell people like, hey, stop making a living. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I mean, with the whole CERB program, for people that don't know what CERB is, there was like kind of like a, a program that the government was running for people that were unemployed or in certain financial situations where they could apply for like $2,000 a month. Um, in order to kind of support them during this this pandemic, and now that system or that that program is kind of run out. But you know, I guess for people that were are unemployed now, I think they are still eligible to get those benefits. So yeah, with with CERB done, the CERB program done, and with the second wave coming, obviously there's a lot of people that are still struggling from this. And I know you're working on something, uh, which I guess you can give a kind of preview. Of what people can expect to to see this week, which is kind of exciting. For sure, yeah. Uh, obviously, you and I work on other other podcasts and other projects as well. And on one of mine, uh, it's business focused. So we thought we wanted to kind of hop into like a, a, a small business uh, focus. Um, so essentially, we're just going to start a campaign where we start featuring and shouting out local businesses and local companies, um, so that people in the community can go support those people uh, because. Obviously, like, listen, I love Walmart. I love Costco. Like, they have everything that we need at, at a cheaper price. But, like, at the end of the day, it's the people in your community that are, are suffering. And so if I can, if I have to pay, like, 10 cents more for the same thing at, like, a local shop down the road, I'm going to do that because you got you to gotta protect your community and, and the people that you live around, right? So, um, yeah, so there'll be more noise around that. But essentially, our focus is support local businesses and uh, support small businesses. 100%. And I completely understand why some people are shopping at Walmart or just staying at home and ordering through Amazon or doing whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not going to talk or say bad things about people that aren't supporting uh, small businesses. Cause technically speaking, these small businesses will cost you more money than, you know, the, the big box stores or, you know, the restaurants like McDonald's and stuff where you can buy a burger for like two bucks or three, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So like, it's more cost effective to shop at the bigger places than it is to at the small places. But if you can afford to support small businesses, please do. Because like we said, um, you're, you're helping out a lot of people that are in, in tough situations. So that's awesome, man. 
And, um, you know, a lot of people did predict this second wave um, to be a thing, right? Especially around the fall. A lot of people said, yeah, once the fall comes, winter comes, there's going to be a lot of people getting sick. And then I don't even feel like we really hit like the people getting sick with flu and stuff yet because it's still kind of like, it's not winter it's yet, early. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of early. So it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we're technically in semi-lockdown. But, you know, once we get out again, like, are we going to have to do this a third time? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once it's winter and everybody starts getting sick, it's like, oh, my God, where's this vaccine, man? <laughs> <laughs> so they're pushing us in here in Ontario. They're, like, really, really pushing the flu vaccine because a part of it is obviously to protect the people um, and just to bring up your immunity. But also I think kind of the logic behind it is typically when you get the flu, like a lot of people just run to the ER. So they're kind of like, Hey, like we want to avoid these people (laughs) because we need the ER open for actual COVID patients. So if you get the flu and then you come to the ER as you normally would, and then you get COVID, it's like, that's going to be double. So yeah. So they're trying to push the flu vaccine um, and just to keep people safe, but it's tough, man. Like if you look at the symptom list, I have every symptom <laughs> every day. You know, like it's like, do you have you coughed? I'm like, yes. Do you have mm-hmm. a runny nose? It's like, yeah. Sometimes. Like, do you have a headache? Yeah. My th- my like, throat's a little itchy. I think. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like it's all the typical things that come with winter. So I'm like, it's we. I can't even answer the survey without getting paranoid. It's so true, man. And like, yeah, even for me, if like I have like, I feel a little hot or something, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I getting a fever? Or if I'm even hung over after a night of drinking, like, I don't even know if like I'm sick or if I'm hung over, if I should be feeding. I mean, I keep questioning everything and I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> yeah, look, look, look and, at you, look at you flexing on us about going out drinking while we're in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I still like, uh, it's still in the back of my mind. It's not like the Corona doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. And I haven't gone out to like, you know, clubs or anything like that. Cause I don't want to be that guy that like went out somewhere that I shouldn't have. And then I got sick. So even though I have been having a good time, I still have been, you know, cautious, right? Yeah. Still wearing my mask and still trying to, you know, be, you know, social distance and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I am, yeah. We've already talked about this from before in previous episodes. Korea is, is pretty locked up in with what they're doing. Um, and they have a better process. Uh, for reference, uh, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but for reference, part of the plan to um that they're doing right now in ontario is they made testing appointment only Mm. so i was like hang on so i can't just if i'm feeling something which according to your symptom list i'm feeling everything all the time anyway because it's just common symptoms i can't Mm. just come get tested so now there's a longer delay between when people can get tested which is also increasing the chances of them spreading it in that time so I'm like, dude, everything is backwards. Like you guys are. And people can also technically get even more sick because then they have to wait longer, right? Exactly. So the numbers mm. are, are not correct because obviously not as many people are getting tested right now. And then the people getting tested are spreading it way quicker because they're waiting for a test. So they don't even know if they have it yet. So it's just a mess, man. And I hope, I hope we can fix this up. But there's a lot of other things that are happening because of this. And I'm sure we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> obviously I know the way they do it. Cause I have, I've taken a few COVID tests and luckily I've been negative every time, but 
I uh, I know that they kind of like do like a schedule based on a few hospitals in like a certain region, like the Halton region or the Peel region and stuff like that. So if you call them, then they'll say like, oh, you can go to either of these hospitals based on like the availability. So yes, right. maybe technically speaking, it will take longer because it's appointment only now, but at least you're not just going to go to one hospital. They have multiple hospitals in which you can, you can get a test from. <clears throat> For sure. For sure. Yeah. So one thing that a lot of people have spoke about as, you know, something to maybe support, no, not support, what's the word? Something that to help people during this pandemic and some people like Andrew Yang during the American election when he was running as a candidate, he was talking about UBI as a way to, UBI is universal basic income, as a way to help people through stuff like this, right? Like this is a situation where UBI seems to be a solid option right now. And then also situations in the future where he says that automation is going to take away plenty of people's jobs and we're going to need a universal universal basic income just to help people cover the basics, right? Maybe shelter, food and stuff like that. And then apart from that, then they're on their own, right? So whatever number that is, and Yang was saying it's $1,000 in the States and then some other countries are saying it's a lower amount or higher. <clears throat> and um, I think it's interesting because Trump has also talked about like a stimulus package, right? Saying that like, oh, there's going to be another round of stimulus, so everybody's going to get another check. So it's interesting how there were a lot of people that were like against the idea um, before COVID, and they're like, what? Fearing we free money? No. And then COVID came, they're like, wait, where's my free money, bro? <laughs> yeah, right. there's so many memes. It's like when that when that free money check hits, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. When so it's check hits. Oh man. There's people that are against it. There's people that are for it. Obviously people are saying, no, it's going to be more in taxes. Like who's going to pay it back or inflation. Like it's all these different things. And in, in South Korea, actually, there's uh, a pilot program that's happening with this whole UBI. So they're doing it in an interesting way. I actually just shared a video on my Facebook about it, but what they're doing is they are testing it with a certain age group first. So I think it's with young people and they're giving you cards. Like they're giving you like a specific card um, called Yonggi pay, which Yonggi is like the province. So imagine Ontario pay, right? Right. And so these certain people would get like, I think it's like $250 a, uh, a month or every few months or something. Um, I forget the numbers, but pretty much you get a few hundred bucks uh, a few months. And you're only allowed to use that um, amount of money in local areas within your community. So let's just say I get 300 bucks. I can only spend it in my local community and I have to use that card. Reason why they're giving this particular card is because they want people, they want to be able to track where this money is going so that they can do further studies on UBI and then kind of see if it's working, what businesses it's supporting and stuff like that. And then on the flip side, you can say, well, I want to use that money for, not just my local businesses. I want to use it for anything else. Well, the thing is you spending that money in your local business means you don't have to spend your other money that you have in your local businesses. So technically you are saving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless yeah. you like really don't want to spend your money in your local businesses. Yeah. And technically, I guess you're not saving. Right. But it's money that you would have used otherwise, but you're now using it for something else and you can save your money on, on other stuff. Yeah. So that's one thing they're doing, which I found pretty interesting. I think that's really cool. And just to compare it to the Western world right now, or I, actually, I shouldn't say that just to compare it to the, the whole global situation right now, like the way I see it, that's very similar to how I'm saving money right now, uh, working from home, right? It's like, 
technically i'm not getting paid more but i'm not paying as much in gas i'm not paying as much as insurance actually insurance is a bitch but whatever we'll get back Mm -hmm. that's a different topic (laughs) but like essentially like you save all this money and time and all this stuff so it's like you're not making more but you technically are um so i think in that same sense it's like if you reinvest this money into that community you can just use your other cash for whatever else that you want to do right i like that idea That's, that's a really cool idea yeah and um definitely the analysis part of it like obviously some people are afraid because of violation of privacy or whatever it's like i don't want the government to know where i'm going or what i'm spending my money on and all that stuff right but they say that the reason why they're doing it like just they just want to know the numbers they just want to see how this program is working whether it's something they should pursue in the future um and obviously you can have your opinion on on that subject but i'm just giving you the facts and I think uh, most places, actually, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say most places agree with UBI, but I don't know if that's true or not. But there are a lot of politicians that are planning on running on this because they believe that they will be able to support this program through robot taxes. So companies that do want to um, use automation as a way to not hire people will have to pay a higher tax because they'll call it a robot tax and that money will be used to support UBI. So... It's interesting how the world has changed um, because of Corona, because nothing that's happened actually is a lot of people aren't living in the big cities anymore. So apparently San Francisco, New York City, all these different places are actually vacant. Like a lot of the places are vacant now because a lot of people are like, why should I pay to live in this expensive apartment in New York when I'm working from home? You know, like I'm, I'm not going to work anymore. I don't need to be here. Yeah. So all these people, play, people are moving to cheaper places. People are going back to their home home, not like, you know, downtown home. And they're vacant now. And so people are like that own these spaces like, bro, I'm not receiving any more money. I need people to live here. Yeah. So it's crazy the amount of things that COVID's affected. My neighborhood alone, I've had uh, since the start, maybe since March, I've probably seen 15 houses in the three to four streets in, around me that have flipped over now with like new owners now. And I'm like, what? I thought people would be staying indoors. And they're like, no, we like, these are people that are leaving densely populated areas. They want to come out to the suburbs um, and, and just get away from the amount of people, you know? So they're like, I'll pay the, if the people obviously who are able to, they're just like, I'll pay the extra. If you're going to hype the hike up house prices, I'll get out of here, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's insane. There's a lot of things that have been affected by this. Um, I, so I don't really know the overall sentiment with UBI, like I think my honest opinion is that it's very easily doable and not to say that, you know, there's just free cash in the air that people can just grab and use. But like, if we really, really look at how our government is spending money, there's so many inefficiencies I'm sure that we can cut down on and just lean out on and reinvest that into the people. So uh, there's definitely room for it. Um, it. It just has to be done, you know? Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's a very viable solution. And like, I'm not a politician. We said that at the beginning, <laughs> this is just our conversation and what we think as two 27 year olds. So um, yeah, it's interesting to see how things are going to shape up. Cause yeah, there's plenty of industries that have been brutally affected by COVID even like the airline industry, like we don't know what's going to happen with that. Once, you know, the vaccine comes out, will everyone be vaccinated? Will you know, I mean, like, how's the world going to work in terms of, like, like, are you allowed to go? So are they going to be checking your medical history? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be, like, a lot of things, like, uh, yeah. well, how is it going to all work, you know? 
Yeah. And I don't know if like, uh, maybe you can expand on this. I don't know if you've had any feedback from like business owners in Korea, but like from, from the few that I've spoken to in, in Canada or in Ontario for now, a lot of the people are worried about the fact that like, yes, they're throwing all this money at us to be like, Hey, we have this stimulus coming for you. We have this support coming for you or whatever, whatever, like whatever they're offering. But then at the end of the day, it's like, there's still all of the red tape in the background that's going to screw them anyway, in some way, shape or form. So as an example, um, my, I was speaking to my uncle who owns a restaurant and he was explaining this to me and he was like, we still have to pay rent to the, to the landlord of the, of the, the facility. We still have to pay our, our bills, our utilities, all these things. So that money is still there. So sure. The, the government's going to give us, uh, maybe a thousand dollars a month in extra or whatever, like small businesses get a loan. You can use that to pay rent. But what about when that money runs out? Now you're going to miss rent, right? And then legally, the landlord can kick you out if you miss multiple rent payments, right? Like you're, mm. you can be in that situation. So now businesses are forced to be like, hey, either we don't take home a salary, like the owners and stuff, or we got to put all our money that we, because they're not getting any revenue, we got to put all money into bills and rent. Mm. Um, if it reaches a point where they're just like, hey, we can't do this, we're just going to declare bankruptcy and, and deal with it. Once you declare bankruptcy on a business, it's so much harder to get approved for another business. So even once Corona is gone, if you go, try and go back and open up that same restaurant, the banks are going to be like, nah, you remember when you declared bankruptcy, we can't lend to you again. So it's like, yeah, you're giving us support and stimulus or whatever in some way, but like you got to help with the background noise. And I'm sure so many other industries have so many other red tape like this. 100%. I think... Yeah, and all these companies out here saying, like, we understand, like, you know, you're struggling and whatever. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm sure the bank understands that, yeah, Corona is an issue. But if you're bankrupt or you default on payments and stuff, they're keeping track of that. And in the future, they'll say, oh, remember when you did this? They're like, oh, yeah, it's because Corona. They're like, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. still, like, a business, right? And they're still going to, like, treat money like money. Like, there's one thing to do it for the PR purposes. But, like, at the end of the day, you're right. Like, for those people that are struggling today it's going to be super hard for them to, you know, find money and resources and capital in the future if their businesses fail. Right. So it's like a double whammy, you know, you, you get hit now and then try and do it again later and still getting hit because of your results from last time. So. Exactly. I'm sure the banks are feeling bad for me after uh, the OA crash where they just ruined people's homes. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They don't care. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So it's, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, but then at the same time, it's like, there's so much change that it's like, what is the grain of salt? Like, I don't even know right. what to expect anymore. Yeah. No, I feel you. But anyways, I think that's pretty much that for that episode. Um, by the way, there is a way in which you can, if you are interested in submitting any questions or you want to be part of the podcast, we have a link that you can use in the description for voice messages so if you have any questions any jokes any facts any topics that you think we should talk about on the podcast please use that we will get you on the podcast and we will, once we answer your questions you will receive a notification so you would know like oh this question of mine was answered so let me give it a listen so it's one way to be a part of the podcast because eventually we'd love to have some questions that we can answer so just putting it out there you don't have to do it but would love if you do <laughs> for sure yeah or even if you just if it's not questions if it's just tips or advice like we, we love to get feedback on what you guys like on the podcast or what you don't like 
Um, so yeah, feel free to, to give us questions. Feel free to give us compliments. Feel free to roast us, whatever helps. <laughs> yeah. If you hate, if you hate UBI, let us know. So I was like, guys, this is a stupid idea. Send us a voice message. We'll appreciate it. <laughs> we'll post it up. We're, uh, we're, we're open-minded. We discuss all, all discussions. So we'll exactly. Be- all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you guys.